What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and joining me for a very special guest on this one is... <laughs> is your lady, Fran Bonnie. And yo, today we are going to be talking about a brand new project. Today, what date is it, your lady, Fran Bonnie? Uh, the date? Yeah, it's April 30th is the date. April 30th, yeah. And what uh, date did this album come out on? April 30th. And April today 30th. we're going to be talking about Scribble's new project, Black Eyed Children. Scribby. And this is the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down the new hip-hop projects, track by track, give thoughts and opinions on every single song. That's how we go through it. Um, we, we, we were actually given the project ahead of time on some special privileges shit. So uh, mm-hmm. I had it like a week ago, which is real lovely. Uh, I, I listened to it at the last minute scribble. I'm just being real with you. Um, I listened to it before today, but I didn't do like a whole lot of listening before today. <laughs> like we today was like the day I delved in and gave it the real listens. Um, yeah. But we do like to start this show off kind of contextualizing our familiarity with the artist in order to uh, manage y'all's expectations. I make sure that you understand our various subjective biases and whatnot. So your lady friend, Bonnie, why don't you tell us about your, your, your expectations coming into a Scribble album and what your thoughts were ahead of time? What you think about Scribble in general? <laughs> Uh, I think that he, like, he puts, like, his all and, like, he gives, like, a lot of energy in, like, his music and, like, I don't know. I know that I, like, enjoy his voice, so I'm looking forward to that and, um, yeah, but, like, besides that, I don't have, like, too much expectations. I know that he likes, like, heavy metal and, like, music that i don't usually go for but uh and he you know by special request by the way he did ask me to be on this uh review he did so that's why i'm here because he knows that i think he's just trying to like make me like uh more his type of music so yeah that's it looking forward to it all right so scribby's the homeboy i call him scribby because of bunny that's how comfortable I am doing this live on the yep. internet. Um, everything I say, I know he will say back to me, however he may feel, because he can hit me up in the DMs like that. With that being said, I have fucking zero caring of all that, and I'll still be real with y'all, because even, and this did not happen, but even if someone paid me, I would still just be real with y'all, because I care more about my integrity than my friendships in that regard on this camera. So, but... To act like Scribble's not the homeboy hasn't been a patron of the channel and I don't say his name in all the videos would be an absolute negligent thing to mention at the beginning of the review. But on the real, this has nothing to do with a Patreon or anything. This is because the homeboy made big man moves and like linked up with Sony for some fucking big boy distro deal type shits and like... Yo, if the homeboy's gonna be linking up with people's and doing all this shit independent, like running it, all that good stuff, then like I'm gonna do what I can to support the homeboy. So this is absolutely cause Scribble's the homeboy. That's why I don't even care what else, I don't even know what else came out today. This is the album that we had to focus on. It's Scribble shit. This is it. You know what I'm saying? With that being said, um, yeah, I have reviewed a couple of Scribbles projects before, so if y'all fuck with this one, you can see the Skinwalker review, his 8-track fucking quarantine EP, the one he did with Big Left over here, the Napalm something. So, yo, I'm a fan of Scribble in general. I'll fuss with him. Um, and I, I'm, uh, I'm going to just 
yo, I'm going to be super biased. If you're the homeboy, I'm going to fucking review your shit <laughs> twice as fast as if you're not the homeboys, I guess what I'm saying. A little bit, a little bit. Um, but on that, no, I love to cover. I don't have more to say about, like, Screeby. It just fucks with him. So with that, I'm, I think he has great flow. Like, he works with the home, the homeboy. Chemo is working with him. Like, he's just, like, connected to life, and it's so cool to see him winning. I guess that's all yeah. I, I, my preface coming into it. I love that cover art. The album's called Black Eyed Children. I should probably close my Outlook because uh, that's bad. That uh, shit's popping up. Whoops, let me do that real quick. Uh, so basically, it's called Black Eyed Children. What do you think about the title and the cover? Um, I think that they like work for like this album, definitely. Um, it's, you know, I like the the album cover because it looks like a painting. Like it looks like somebody made this, like it's art. Um, and you know, just like a house, it's kind of creepy. There's like a like a storm. There's like the um, lightning and the trees and everything. So it's dark and kind of like whatever. And like there are these four kids who maybe like they're ghosts or zombies or like you know they're sort of like creepy kids. Um, like they're kind of just like staring out at us. Well, except for like one who I think is like reading. And um, I noticed like their shirts were sort of like also or like, their clothing like all had kind of like weird, creepy, happy kind of like kids stuff, but like still kind of creepy at the same time. And um, yeah, I like it. And I think, you know, black eyed children, I feel like I'm going to end up saying black eyed peas at some point. But uh, yeah, I think it's cool. All right. Very cool. So basically, um, Scribble sent me something along the lines of some message. I was trying to see if I could find it and just read it to y'all, but I, I got kind of couldn't find it. Scribble was all like he took like an actual childhood uh, picture of him and his siblings and sent it off to the designer and gave it like this twisted metho crackers feel and gave it back. So that's a little backstory. Yeah. I might have misquoted that, whatevs. But I love the design of it. I like how the kids. Oh, have the that's black like a whole like, different like. Yeah, like, it gives me like a different feel now that like I'm looking at it like as if like you know like it's actually like, what, like, like, like this kid is actually scribble and like you get the sense that like looking back into his past is very reminiscent of like the Marshall Mathers LP one uh, project cover to me but like cartoony and more scribbly. So I really like it, but I actually really like the cover. I love the artwork. I love the design, the colors. It's like one of those rare album covers where honestly like the, sorry the lack of branding also adds to it just making it a pretty and beautiful picture to look at but yeah that's true the kids have like, black no, eyes like, title or anything written on it so yeah like the kids have black eyes so it does the job of conveying it's black eyed children um but honestly i just enjoy staring at it i i it evokes this sense of calming destruction like it's cool it's like the calm before a storm so i really enjoy it um I don't know. I don't normally get emotional responses from album covers. If you have noticed watching my shit over the years, I don't give a fuck normally. But this one's real nice. Uh, whoever the artist is deserves a whole lot of kudos for doing what they do with the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with that, Black Eyed Children's a cool title. It makes me think of a horror movie. It makes me think of some like haunted shits possessed darkness. Like, But it also kind of makes me feel like and maybe it's just the bias of knowing Scribble for like the whole time he made this project and was bragging to me about shit. Uh, but like, I don't know. It just makes me feel like we're looking into what makes Scribble's darkness come to life. Like, you know, he's the black eyed children. 
So yeah. like, what is it that makes him and his own, the collected, the peoples that are his fans? What What is it that is the black eyed children, you know? So I really, I really, really like that. Um, yo, that's cool. The dungeon podcast says scribbles fire, big respect. Scribble is fire though. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I don't have more to say about the album cover or the title or anything. So I think it's about time for us to get ready to listen to the first track, which is called The Rep- Retribution featuring Six Feet Under. Thanks for the lyrics, Scribble. Last time I did a review, I criticized the lack of lyrics, and then he put them on Genius <laughs> just for me because we, we cool like that. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about the introduction to this project, The Retribution? Um, well, I definitely agree with Ismail's comment here. He said cinemat- cinematic intro, and I think that that's very true. Um, I like the beginning with, like, the rain sounds and, like, the sort of, like, because, like, it's sort of bringing to life the cover picture for me. Like, it's, mm. you know, these kids kind of playing and, like, there's, like, the rain and, you know, it's kind of like that. Um, and then there's, like, sort of, like, weird, like, I wasn't sure if it was, like, circus music or like just like kids music like from like old timey days um but it sounds creepy either way and like just based off of like the intro it sort of is similar to like other sort of like horror core type um albums that we listened to before so i like that kind of vibe it kind of like sets you up for like what you're about to get you know you know it's sort of like hard and creepy all at the same time and uh, then it ends with, again, sort of like creepy recording of like a kid's song. And it was like the big bad wolf. But at the same time, like Scribble's there and he's kind of like, like responding to, not responding to, like he's just kind of talking about who like the, you know, the black eyed children are and why he is the way that he is. Um, so it's a kind of a lot kind of compacted into like, what, a minute 46. So, um, yeah, I liked it. It's, uh, it was good intro. I gave it a 4.4 on five. Yeah. I think it's super solid. Um, it definitely, I feel like this kind of, um, an album opener sets the tone that I feel like you're supposed to pay more attention. I feel like that's something Mm. that's supposed to get communicated. Like, why, why are you putting this effort into this intro? Now, maybe the rest of the project doesn't deliver, does deliver in general. But, like, it tells me that I should be more focused on, like, a central theme off the jump. Um, I like the the little horror movie clip at the beginning. It kind of sets this context of the black-eyed children, like, so that there's a frame of reference from, like, reality almost that brings it in. So it's also, like, paying homage to probably where he literally got the title from. I don't know what it what it is to be honest it's fine um and then he starts rapping and it's kind of violent and i thought to myself why do a lot of my friends write these violent rhymes and i'm so not violent but blood on the knife cut you through the neck and it's pretty like run for your life mom coming for you next now that ma i think it like honestly may actually like be parental not just like a person because you know it kind of describes this really harsh environment like shadows on the wall death of my breath hate in my heart rip apart from the meth yeah. tossing into depths and darkness this to me alludes to a background of drug abuse and, and bad situations that caused him to to be like kind of fucked up so maybe it's not literally his mother maybe it's just whoever it is but it could be i thought that was nifty um, pulled my father's shotgun out the closet, etc. And he's gonna flip it on him, and then kind of gets more literal. Like you threw us away, you weren't there, you abandoned us, and 
forced us to embrace this like darkness of the environment and the world around us so that's yeah. what we are why we are the black eyed children you know so yeah when we come through with this vengeance just remember it's your fault and you brought it upon us and i'm like yo it's pretty solid the beats i he flows over it just seamlessly with the delivery he's really in the pocket i think that's one of the things that's always been like super cool about scribble is like regardless of the song i heard him on he understands how to like be like snug perfectly in the pocket of the track um and i feel like he just does that excellently here it's not superfluous there's nothing tricky you're almost like supposed to focus on it like it's simple flows to make sure that you're focusing on the words so that you get the sense of what's going on but it's also not like a hundred percent obvious you do kind of have to stop and pay attention for a second so if you're casually listening you're probably maybe not going to catch the nuances of like that this is the context to the album that he comes from a bad environment he drops the little meth line but are you really going to think about that you know like so i like how he did it he tells you without telling you in full and then it goes into that creepy like clown kid shit at the end which i thought was cool it fit it well it kind of just shows this is like this it makes you picture like twisted circus clown shits in horror movies and whatnot so it does its job i'm gonna give it a 4.5 on 5 it's a very solid start to this uh album yeah yeah let's move on to the next one born all over all right your lady friend bonnie why don't you walk us through your thoughts on this track so um i really like the old school like sounding intro that this one has it kind of has like that motowny kind of like old school singing like i don't know who it was or if it was a sample of some sort um but it was it fit well um and then it's sort of you know we, we've got scribble and he does his verse and then uh big left and he does the second verse and um for scribbles first you know it is you know him talking about kind of you know the things that he saw the experiences he went through as a child, uh, kind of how he was kind of left to the side and used writing as his outlet, um, even as a child, and then became a, a child of the state. So he was in foster care and, you know, kind of talks about that and that his, you know, you know, that there was some drugs happening, you know, from his parents and uh, just like a lot of not great things, unfortunately. Um, and then so it's kind of like he, he's explaining like this is why I am how I am and like hip hop gets me through the day and like this is part you know this is this is the good that comes out of the bad um, and sort of like you know uh, I think it's big left again so he's kind of talking about you know similar situations how he maybe didn't have the the best uh, childhood and how there was a lot of issues and had his brother passed away and you know that there was a lot of shit you know happening for him as well um so all scribble has basically says in like the chorus um is that he has music and a dream and uh that hip-hop gets him through the day and i think that that's kind of great like that he you know he could kind of he uses like the pain and like the suffering from like his like you know past to kind of like focus on what's going to get him ahead. So I think that's great. Um, and I really like the mixing on this one. Um, I think that that is, it, like I said, it definitely has like that great, I don't know, I really like it, really good feeling. Um, so, so I give it a 4.5 on five. What do you think? I think this one is a really cool start because you get the intro, which isn't necessarily a song. So, well, I mean, it's a song, but like it's more of an intro. And then you get into this boppy like, 
you could just picture the cars bouncing to this as you're kind of cruising through it. <clears throat> and Scribble's from LA, so I imagine in yeah. his environment there are more bouncing cars than there are in Montreal, which <laughs> is always a thing I've been jealous of. But even with that, I roll windows down. I always keep my eyes on that motherfucking crown. And, you know, it's like a kind of like a context of where he's at now. But then, you know, if I got a fight, I'm going to put you in the ground. Right away, I love that if I got a fight. It's that defensive shit. It's that, like, I'm not necessarily not looking for it, to but fight. I come from this thing. And then he brings you back to his environment, how he was kind of on his own at nine years old. He's in, uh, forced into foster care. Um, and then he had to kind of see a bunch of shit. But I also liked how he, he points out, like, you know, he never snitched or anything. He kept his mouth shut. He, he just kind of learned to operate and maneuver in the environments and, and just kind of be yep. the best scribble he could be and with that uses music and whatnot to get through the situation and i really like it i liked it a lot i think the hook is really strong it gets kind of stuck in your head but it's also one of those hooks that like a lot of people can relate to regardless of your environment like all i have is music and a dream like that's like half yep. that's half the teenagers on the planet gets me through the day because the pain don't stop I still have the teenagers on the planet, regardless to how <laughs> legitimate everyone may find their experiences. And hip hop gets me through the day. Maybe not half the teenagers, but a whole bunch of people relate to that sentiment, right? And I love it. And it's so universal. Then Big Left is really cool because um, I like how he takes yeah. his verse in a different direction. Big Left is one half of Napalm Drop, which is the group that Scribble and Big Left are part of. So this is kind of like a little Napalm Drop thing. And I like also that Scribble chooses to kind of showcase a song that looks at the past while like simultaneously bringing the present into it like his partner and his group you know right there at the beginning of it so i thought that was super cool because it's called born all over right so if you think about it like from that point of view being born over with your new guy doing your new shit while still exploring how you got there that's a pretty dope ass like concept uh and then big left just i really thought like the focus on grind and hustle and the parenting impact of it almost like while scribble was the orphan kid kind of thing big left is like the parent that neglected his kids because of yeah. the situation you know like my kids caught it back because their dad was skilled time spent in the lab instead of paying the bills you know like just that notion that he's out there doing all the things that he's doing and he's kind of lived that life and like owning it um and I like how it just kind of ends it. I laughed in the face of death until I faced death. Tracked most of my dinner and Christmas ain't came yet. Bronx small fucker wrote the Bible on this rap shit. Past tense. Poor smartum brothers in a casket. And it's just so heavy, right? Like, he almost died. Death is a real thing. Yep. Even holidays and shit, like, don't really exist in his world. He's from the Bronx, which is, as we come to see, is a pretty serious place, you know? Um, I liked it a lot. And then the bridge part's really cool, too. I like how he kind of like doubles down on the name of the album, uses it really to kind of promote the the context. Uh, he is the black eyed child, this vile guy when he, he spits the mic. So it's almost like this is the expression of, of, of all of it put into this character he's created for himself. And then I love the fucking node to Naughty by Nature with the bigger than hip hop thing with the hip hop hit mm. i was like that's fucking blessed that was really really cool too then the sampling and the scratches in it's great the beats really fucking well put together to just kind of give you that vibe i can't say that like this is a five on five because like I, it's not like something that stands out is like the most exceptional thing i ever heard in like a in a distinction kind of way 
but within the realms of being amazing for exactly what it is yo it's like if i'm ever in the mood for exactly this kind of song it fits it exact perfect um yep. and it's so scribbled too in regards to it fits the theme and everything i'm just sonically it just feels like a classic song it feels like scribble is writing a classic hip-hop song yeah and i really like the delivery on it and it really gets accomplished it doesn't feel like but it doesn't feel like super dated either but it also kind of feels dated all at the same time i don't know how to describe it like sometimes i listen and i'm like this feels super old and then sometimes it doesn't i don't know if that really makes sense but i haven't like sat on the album long enough to like fully you know decide what i feel on that particular point but i thought it should be worth noted uh i give it another four and a half on five though because it's extremely well made it is like fucking great um anyway i hope y'all can find my way all right bonnie how do you feel about find my way well, um, I mean, he's just trying to find his way, really. Um, he's just talking some real shit, um, trying to find his way. He is, uh, he does sound like a little bit like calmer and like, like sort of like reflective, but like not, not really reflective, but just more like focused, I guess. Um, so he's just kind of like figuring out life and kind of, you know, is conquering it, even though there's like scary parts and he's scared and, you know, he's praying to God, but he doesn't know if he's, you know, really going to answer. And he's kind of like, well, if I can't be everything, then I'm going to be nothing. And just so, sort of like that, like drive that he has. So that that's really what it is that he's kind of finding his own way. And that, you know, there was, you know, a few speed bumps and things that he had to deal with um, and things that he saw and, uh people he's encountered that were you know not doing good things that you know tried to like pull him away or you know distract him from from his goals um you know and you know there were years of kind of like him kind of going through some some issues um but he's focused and he's gonna you know keep on you know speaking his truth and it does feel like very um like personal and kind of you know, like, like I said, he is speaking his own truth on this one. Um, it's really just like a good, honest, like pensive song, but like still sounds kind of like hard because of like Scribby's like voice and energy. Um, and I really enjoyed the beat. It was like kind of jazzy and kind of, I don't know, it just sounded like gentle and nice. Like it wasn't like an, a, like a horror core necessarily type like sound. It was just kind of like a nice, gentle kind of sound with like, harder things talk, spoken about on top of it. So I thought that was cool. So I gave it a 4.5. What'd you give it? Um, or tell me about it. Well, like, I don't know. Like, I never really came into this album expecting horrorcore. So I just kind of vibe to it, right? Like, That's fair. Um, I think just because of, like, the intro and, like, the album cover and like, see, that kind of thing. I took it more like, like uh, a drama. Like, one of those... Um, like a dark drama. <laughs> like E-Time documentaries where they look through the past of a person and it just so happens this is the Black Eyed Ch- Children's story, right? Um, that was more, I guess, from my imagination with it. Uh, went with it. The beat's real nice. This one definitely sounds old. This does not sound new, but it sounds cool. It makes me feel like we're in like 1997's Underground or something, which I like. I like it a lot. Um chorus is nice but it's actually got some interesting little nuggets where what i think is happening is in the first two tracks we get like the context for the story 
bad upbringing the there is the so like the beginning is like the existence the birth of the black-eyed children born all over it's almost like two sides of how it could come to be then find my way i feel like we cut back to like a present day scribble who's sitting there having like a panic attack or just kind of laying it all out in the rhymes trying to make sense of the madness and whatnot so, you know, try to find, try to find my way. You know, repeating it three times is interesting. In Hebrew, that's a way of signifying, like, the ultimate level of um, emphasis. They don't use adjectives as much as I understand it. It's the repetition. So I really appreciate that. It sounds dope, but it also sounds really different. So we're at the third track, and we're on the third set of what Scribble's Toolkit brings to the table sonically as far as rhythms and flow goes, and that's pretty dope. Yep. I like the I'm terrified of change, getting lost in the gray. Um, I think that's a cool line because I don't know if I'm right, but it could be a double entendre there where it's getting lost in the gray, like the smog, the confusion, whatever. But also gray fucking hair is an oldness, right? Like change comes with age as you get older and have to embrace the grays. So I thought that was pretty nifty. I could be wrong. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just because I'm terrified of the grays. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I also like how, you know, at the end of it, never doubt that kid because that kid, went through all that shit we just heard if less a bitch i'll smack the bitch and he just kind of flips that like line into an empowering moment and that's again like it takes this this troubledness so you might be going through some shit in your mind but at the end of the day the resolution is strength um yeah and then i feel like we get more storytelling scribble as he gets into that calm pensive voice that you described but i really like just the tone of it all like i sharpen my sword get my mom ready I've been here before, but it's way more deadly. And that just feels like those cycles of ups and downs that happen. And when you're going through the downs, every time it just feels like it's worse or it's more intense or there's something going on. But then he just falls and he prays and he just wants to be saved from himself because it's so hard to like live. And it's like, it's really bold, right? Like just to, to admit all of the trauma that comes through it. And then he kind of goes into this reflective things of, um, all of the pain that he's going through in the first verse and because of what he's done because he's so angsty but I feel like in the second verse we really get into the crux of it where it's like this junkie universe that he wanted to be cool and part of the bikers and then he tried to like emulate this lifestyle but it didn't work and now that he's bounced back from that it's like he's just trying to like make it through so then it just kind of like with that context the whole song kind of layers over as like an addict just struggling in a moment of weakness trying not to give into it I don't think it really accomplishes its goal through the lack of passion through the more like because yo when you're in those moments it's more like lethargic and like th that's a side of it right the emptiness the unwillingness to like feel because it's too complex like, I, I love it like almost like his vocal tone doesn't deliver the complexity of the emotions he's feeling like he can only really use these words because he can't like fully express it that's why it's so calm and subdued or something and i thought that was pretty artistic this one's pretty good this is definitely one of those ones where like i heard it right away and i was like "Ooh, this is nice this one like it, it flexes in a in a very personal way but honestly the first time i heard it the whole album i'm like Psh, i don't even feel like it got to no scribble at all and then i listened <laughs> the second time and i'm like oh maybe maybe this is a lot about scribble this whole album whoops i'm glad i didn't yep. go into it thinking that and now as we're like really looking at it you know it's like yeah this is like his story in a sense and what a big admission you know like in this world where like so many people are just so quick to like shame people scribbles like let me just tell you what my pain is like just just let me tell you what that's like and how it came to be and i really like that approach it's 
a lot less judgy than a lot of other people's approaches in life. It's just more, this yeah. is who I am. And I think it's good. It's a simple song, but it really lands. And I gave it a 4.75 on 5. It's fucking really cool beat, too. The beat's a huge part of why I like this song. It's like I was happy to be in 1997. It could be a different year of hip-hop. It is what it is. Anyway, next one's called Bring the Pain. Sabani, so what do you think about Bring the Pain? Um, yeah, it's, um, it definitely has like a, a funky vibe, like in like the beat, like I really like the beat. Um, I like the samples and I really like the mixing on this one. This one just felt really like easy to listen to. Um, like there were like a few times, like even like this time listening to it again, like, like, I feel like I'm not fully paying attention to it just because like, it's just like, it just kind of floats through, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. But um, Scribble is sort of like a bit like calmer, but he's also still good and he's still bringing the pain. And he is still talking about um, some of like the shit that he's gone through and, um, you know, what, why he's bringing the pain and what brings him the pain and, um, you know, kind of like what he's hoping that this, you know, that his music will provide to the world and like sort of like his legacy and like he's going to, you know, do this forever. Um, and this one kind of also had a more like MF Doom sort of vibe to it. I mean, that's kind of what I took away from it. Um, I really like this one. I thought it was really nice. I gave it a 4.5 on 5 again. I like this one a lot because I feel like he took the concept of bringing the pain and they like, took it as back to his pain. And it's like bringing yeah. the pain within himself. And we're going to delve a little bit deeper into him and his struggles with it. And I feel like there's just this con this continuity to it. Like... This song just fits perfectly after the last one. So Find My Way brought through some of the struggles of his addictions and whatever else that creates that anxieties and whatever we just looked at. And we follow it through with, you know, the cool like scratching to bring the pain. And then like, in a time of war, I seek peace. I'm driven by the wisdom of defeat, been through it all, seen it. So I spit it over beats. This my mental therapy kid. This how I release. So now we get the point where after we get that broken follow, broken situation, it's like he brings it to the uh, the music so he takes his pain that he feels and he brings that to these lyrics and thus he brings the pain in a very different way than i think was intended in the first place it's not necessarily like i'm gonna beat the shit out of you or something it's you're gonna feel when you hear my pain um i, I really like it a lot i don't know i feel like in a lot of cases it's very straightforward it's very like self-reflected like from the outside looking in, tell me how do you perceive who I seem to be. I don't let it lead to negative perception of myself. I sought the leech, you know, like you have your perceptions. You think about me. I'm going to go ahead and not let that affect me negatively. I'm learning how to go and not let these leeches in because if I do, it's going to fucking take control of me. Your criticisms can't hurt me. You know, these different things. He's gaining the mental fortitude to get through it. And then you get the cool scratching and whatever on this one. And it's again, it's such like a throwback kind of sound, but it sounds so blessed still to listen to today. Um, I feel like the next verse is like, I don't have any other choices in life. Uh, I can't really do anything else. I just know how to rap. It's not like I like what happened, well, but given that's what it is, I'm going to go ahead and get take the circumstances, run into the fullest, and, you know, be the best person I can be. And when you hear the music, when you hear it, you're going to know I'm the fucking best. You're going to know I'm a great artist, and it's undeniable. And he's going to bring the pain unashamed. And I really like that because so far on this project, he's done that in a really yep. vulnerable way and it's really like cool to listen to um 
Anyhow, I give this one a 4.5. Like, it's an extremely well-constructed song. Like, honestly, there's a really big consistency to his music. I mean, the mixing yeah. mastering is on point. The beat's on point. His flow's on point. It sounds nothing like the other tracks we heard before. It fits the continuity of the album. The content, maybe it's a little repetitive, but not in a way that's annoying, in a way that drives the story yeah. forward. So, overall, that's what I feel about this one. And we can move on to the next track vampire tactics hey, what do you think about vampire tactics um <laughs> uh, so this one is uh he's thinking about kind of like what moves he could have made i think in like the past and like things he could have done to be more like rich and famous um but he's not kind of about that life he's going to just like keep on doing what he does um and like he's like he also too i think as much as i think he also sees himself as successful he still kind of talks himself talks about himself as kind of being like dirty and like like people like kind of gross and people aren't going to want him and like kind of so he kind of plays down himself while still like shooting for the stars so i think that that's kind of like interesting as well it definitely shows like you know self-esteem and like all of that um I'm not like the biggest fan of the chorus with Marco's Curiel. No, Scott, um, Scott Van Helt does the chorus. Marcus Curiel is, if I'm not, let's just Google it. Let's just make sure I'm right. I assumed it was Marcus Curiel. Mm, no, I don't know no, if there's no. anybody else. Because there's P.O.D. Anyways, I don't know if you've ever heard like of the band P.O.D. It's a Christian. Uh, Christian. He's the guitarist. Because, you know, Scribble, Scribble did the genius and says the hook is Scott Vaughn head, 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 to, to, I don't know who that is. So, well, I don't like it. <laughs> it's so, not my vibe. Um, um, but like, I know that Scribble likes it. So, like, that's fine. Uh, you know, whatever. It's, you know, tastes and all that. Um, but I do like, like, the sound of, like, the bells or, like, the xylophone or whatever that's, like, at the end, like, on, like, the beat. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and again, same, like, as, I mean, same sort of story. Like, this is obviously the theme of, like, the album where, you know, it is kind of, you know, kind of talking about, like, I am not the one, the son, the father, I am sickness. Like, he's kind of, like, he's not the kid. He's not a, you know, he's, like, I, you know, I think that there was issues there. He's not like his father. And I think that there's, um, you know, maybe he's kind of like doubting, like being like a good father and things like that. So, and he does kind of feel like he's rich in like his music and everything else, but like, he doesn't like nobody else cares about anything else. I don't know, just kind of my thoughts on it. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it wasn't my favorite vibe, but I still appreciated it and it was still decent. So I gave it a 4.25 on five. Mm -hmm. So off the jump, I have to say I really like this one. Marcos Curiel is the P.O.D. dude that I believe does guitars on it. I think he was telling me I could be wrong. Scott does the singiness. Um, the beat's lit. I really like it a lot. Um, it has that like new metal-esque feel to it, which I appreciate. Um, I hear vampire tactics from a rapper. My first thought is going to be uh, music industry. 
Uh, I'm, I might not be, but I mean, you got shit like a bunch of schemers trying to read the cards. So a bunch of data analysts looking at trends, everything's weak, a bunch of sheep in charge, a bunch of people not willing to take risks, chasing dollar signs for stock market, blah, 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 turning no talent monsters into stars, the shitty people, you know, I sit back and wonder if I did that, would I be rich as fuck on the hills driving that Benz cash stack to the sky? Black Cadillac, yep. rolling, 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 rolling. Anyway, yeah, that's exactly you didn't what he get did that line. <laughs> He absolutely said rolling like that. I heard you, Scribby. I know it. Yo, me and Scribble talk about them biscuit a bunch. And it is what it is. <laughs> um, But, like, I really like it. Uh, it's like I sit there and I wonder the same shits. Like, it's not that hard to write pop music if you understand music. To, like, take your content and to just cater it and to just, like, sell out. Yo, hire a bunch of models do a lot of the things and then you get all these rewards or perpetuate certain lifestyles that you might not actually live through certain clout chasey things all of this is viable and it can get you a lot of money you know it, but like it creates this almost like rock star fantasy lifestyle with the cocaine flowing and playboy bunnies come around the money but then they stay for the drugs i love that line too because that's probably what actually happens is people just get addicted to the drugs after they see the fanciness and I don't know, man. But it feels like he goes through all this and then you get like the, the industry folk being who they are. They're just a bunch of fucking vampires. And then when it's over, boom, you're done. And then uh, you guys, as an artist, I feel like everyone has to make that choice once you realize that's kind of what the industry is. And it really like, that's what the industry is, right? Um, it's been like that since time. You go back in time, there was no glorified better version. This this is we are living through the better version of the music industry everyone um anyway scott von heads i won't sell my soul because i give it to you for free you won't get songs from me with my blood because i bleed this shit with my love i feel like given the last four songs you've set up the context for how this is the music that is the therapy the pain and the emotion that is scribble but then when you get to the point where in your life you're a good rapper you figured it all out you're doing your thing then you try to move up in the world, then you realize it's all vampire tactics. So that's the next part of the story that we get to here, which I really like. And uh, I feel like, yeah, like you said, the whole second thing is this like more like moral quandary. Like I have the ethics and the morality and I do all the right things, but I'm in this world that's corrosive and greedy and, and deceptive yep. and dark and all this. And at the end of the day, it's like, how do you navigate through it? Because at, at a certain point, you end up just kind of doing things for money because it's what happens regardless to where you're at. So it's like this back and forth struggle of, do I want to be broke forever? Because I can't make my art if I'm broke. And it's a lot of like bleeding yourself out. And then if you like sell your soul to do it, then it's not good either for all the other reasons. Like it's like it just sometimes it's sincere. Like I have a lot of these chats with the homeboys in the DMs that will you know like they don't need to be like who's and what's, but like where it's this this conversation we have it all the time because that's what it feels like. Like how are we gonna do it and not like sell our fucking souls? Because if we do that, then it isn't who we are. So I really felt this one in a lot of ways, and I really like the fact that. It didn't come off like super corny. It felt more like a guy's struggle with selling out rather than criticizing people who sold out. And that is one hell of a way to tackle the subject matter 
You could argue it's a little self-righteous in concept, but it isn't self-righteous in delivery. It just fits perfect. So I really like it. 4.75 on 5. Nice track, wow. scribbidi-boo. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to Dreams in the Witch House. I've talked to some people in the past who are like, bro, you might hear this person and all their hard bars and shit, but I just see this person as so-and-so from the block kind of thing. And yeah. I listen to this song, and I'm like, yo, Scribble is ridiculously good. But, like, I Scribble, man, we had so many chats and shit that I just don't see you like this. And it's not to say that it's, like, you're not hard, okay? It's not to say. It's just, I get it. Scribble, you don't know Scribble has legit threatened to, like, knock me out on some voice message shit in jokes. So, it's not. Whoops, whoops, whoops. We uh, finished a thing, as you can see. He's going to knock you out. He's not going to, like, use his Glock to, like, shoot you. Yeah, yeah. So, he's super hard, and I'm not even doubting that. But I just, like, he's just, I know he's such a good guy. You know, like, I know he's such a cool person. So it's like, ah, uh, but at the same time, he's going to be like, what the fuck are you even saying? It's what it is, Scribble. I like But it's you. also how, like, you see yourself, right? Like, it's not necessarily how other people see, like, mm. and also you, I mean, we know him more as, like, we know him as an adult. We don't know him as, like, nah, everything else. All that him, being know? said, this track totally fits the project, right? Because what happens after you look in this world where everybody's corrupt and all these rappers are now in these positions of power that shouldn't be there. Well, you fucking comment on through and you bring in that pain in a whole different way. And I really love yeah. the creativity with it, right? Because there's so many great lines in it, like Manson, send my fam to your mansion. That's, that's pretty creative, you know? Like not everybody takes a Manson bar and then makes himself sound like a boss G with it. You know, that's like a really cool way to do it. Or, Samson, yep. kill a ma with a jawbone. Like, that's a pretty good biblical bar, considering who Samson is. Um, left alive, bleeding heavy as they crawl home. And like I said, he's willing to punch me in the face. So, you know, that's just kind of like he's, he's willing to get up in there. But I really yeah. just feel like he does that really well. And then his rhyming's real cool. Like, my style violated not like your mental state. Like, he just rhymes it so good. It's just really fun to listen to. And then I feel like calling him scribby. And then <laughs> it just breaks the illusion for me a little Who bit. Who is? But uh, I really appreciate it still. The chorus is really strong. I really like it a lot. I feel like it's going in that like super intense. I don't know. It feels like a fascination with the occult more than like he is the occult. Like he's fascinated with yeah. it is what I take from the way that it's written. But I really like it still. It's like he's throwing it at me. It's super intense. Then Red Cloud comes through. Um I'd never heard of Red Cloud before. Scribble gave me some context about how he's super legitimate and I should definitely look more into him. I heard these rhymes and I really enjoyed them. All I had to do was steal the Green Power Rangers flute then I'd smash Kimberly on top of a mountain. Like, that's a really good line because A, I never think about the Power Rangers. But now that I am, the Green Ranger totally would have smashed Kimberly on top of a mountain. And there was a fucking flute that you know, yo, that's that I really enjoyed, you know. And then like what two bars I feel like later, you need to watch the Power Rangers. That would be, I'm I'm okay not doing that again. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like the worst fight scenes ever because they really basically um, in the original series of the Power Rangers they didn't like film the fight scenes. They jacked these fight scenes from this Japanese show and then sliced it in the acting and shit. So it's just the most disjointed weird experience where i suppose a lot of people <laughs> really remember like that, that. they're like the weird talking heads and stuff they would, and... like bop them in the center and they would disappear and shit anyway um 
So then I joined the team and be known as the brown one. I read the Holy Bible page by page instructions on when and how to beat your slaves. And I'm like, shit, that is actually part of it. Fair, fair. There is a lot of stuff in the Bible that's a little odd when you get to the historical context of how certain people were done. Granted, Matthew chapter 5, verse 4 does say, yo, fuck the Old Testament is context and the New Testament is different. And there is no slave beating that goes on in the New Testament. But that's just technicalities. Um as long as they won't die within a couple of days. And I like the fact that we're going there. I don't want to take away from the power of the systemic corruption and the slavery and that religion. Does I don't want to take away from that. I'm just, I did also read the Bible page by page. <laughs> so I, I have that context too. And I do like a good theological debate. Anyway, but I'm really into what he's following it up with. Well, they're your property anyway. It's okay. Justify the obvious moral like a sucker genocide and fantasize one after another. Racism, sexism, incest, or brother. To be fair, a lot of this shit is in the Old Testament. It really is. The Old Testament's wild. It has wild shit going on in it, all over it. The New Testament is not wild. It is a lot calmer and a lot less litty, bro. Um, but like Cain and Abel, what a dumb motherfucker, bro. You know, like it's cool that he does this, though. I feel like he's really like mostly spot on with these biblical buyers and the way he brought that through. And I was just like, this is a really cool fucking verse. Apparently, he's a Christian rapper too, but still, it's a cool fucking verse. I imagine so from um, like what he's talking about. But like, man, if God exists and says kill your kid, look him dead in his eye and tell him suck my dick. I'm like fair, but we could like seriously have a theological debate if you want about how the entire book of Genesis is metaphor as is indicative of the two creation stories not lining up, therefore having two authorships in the first book when you really dig that history. So I'm trying to say is like I get it. I appreciate what you're saying. I think people take the translations of the translations a little too literally sometimes. But like I love the verse stills. I just I have like this like I can't help it. Like I have to respond to that shit on some like I just feel like I have to. But then like I also love this song a lot. Like this shit's like another four point seven five. Like it's fucking great. Cause I'm able to like think and like it catches my attention and he's saying some real fucking shit with it. The Bible does in fact have some questionable things that should be talked about if people were to read the motherfucker, but people don't actually read the motherfucker, so they don't know what the thing says, so they can't even have the conversations. Anyhow fucking dope and then the outro is cool it's not really my cup of tea but i do enjoy it i do like the bring the pain like method because that's what i feel like he was trying to do here flipping the juxtaposition or the, the flipping the, the the point of bring the pain and then giving the shout to method man like that's fucking dope shame on a lame cool follows up with the wu-tang shits i like that a lot also overall this track slaps let's keep it moving um oh, yeah uh, oh wait did i skip you i think i did i do that yeah classic anyways <laughs> not even a classic it's been a minute um so yeah we have uh i mean i don't have so much more else to say to add to this one um just hearing like scribble's voice like makes me smile even though he's like hard and stuff i just enjoy listening to him i'm like oh scribby but um but like you know, like the song uh, works with the rest of the album, like in that sense. And like, you know, kind of like, I imagine that like, if he was maybe like a foster kid or like, you know, maybe his parents weren't necessarily like the nicest when and if they were high and whatever else was happening and, you know, what was surrounding them. So like, I imagine like, maybe like he wasn't always considered like the good kid or 
um you know maybe he wasn't seen as not bad necessarily but like i think he kind of probably felt like an outcast sort of um like just because of everything that he went through and so like it just made me i don't know i feel like i'm losing my train of thought here but uh, <laughs> um like i imagine that's why people like people would call him bad or whatever like those are just my thoughts and that's kind of why he's kind of mm. going towards like this darkness and why he feels like the antichrist and maybe he did you know and does i don't know believe in god or you know was kind of maybe brought up or well, somebody along the way pardon me so that's interesting yeah like somewhere along the way like somebody you know maybe like took him to church or introduced him to religion or whatever however it happened um it could be in school i don't know um and i think like you know that's probably why like he's kind of like rejecting that like he's like i'm not about that like you know while at the same time like he has talked about you know being on his knees and praying to god and things like that so i think that he definitely has like um a difficult relationship with god and um i think that that's kind of what um was it red cloud um what he's uh kind of like dealing with as well like that he also read the bible and he took it seriously and he did his due diligence and at the end he's kind of like well fuck this like plus he's kind of criticizing some of the things that it taught him mm. so um yeah anyways and i like the that's kind of my thoughts on like the topic um, I like the, like the pan flute that's kind of like mixed in. Um, I didn't, you know, how often do you hear a pan flute? Um, and of course, if anybody knows me, I definitely loved the gunshot at the end. So um, I like this one. I give it a 4.4 on 5. Yeah, I thought it was really cool, like I said before, when I cut you off and forgot that you hadn't talked yet. That's right. That <laughs> happened, everyone. But man, it's just such right, a cool well, song. Like, I just keep thinking about it. It's such a cool song conceptually. I really like it a lot. It's all right. We'll keep it moving. I just said that. All right, Bonnie, you should just go first so that never happens again for, like, history. So you go first. No, not always. But anyways. Um, anyways, so this one is uh, so this one that features Eyes Low. I'm not sure who that is, but sounded good. Um scribble he's on here and he's like spitting like hard bars i like this one um he's gonna like keep on moving up unlike the other people who don't change and like people who like are stagnant and um you know like they're gonna regret it if they're not like you know moving forward uh like he is and um you know fuck what you heard and like the person who's like talking shit like kind of like the gossip sort of like He's like, don't listen to that shit. Like, just like keep on going and like do what you need to do. Um, and yeah, I think really, I, I really liked Scribble on this one. He sounded like nice and tough and like, you know, I liked his attitude on this one. Um, and it's, and he's also still kind of like saying like he may be like up to no good to like everybody else, but he doesn't really give a shit and he's going to keep on doing what he needs to do. And not like that it's, he's like up to no good, but like people maybe aren't taking him seriously um but he's gonna like keep on going so i really like this one it has really good energy he gives good energy i gave this one a 4.6 on 5. yeah see this one i feel like it's less grandiose and i do believe that scribble will kill me more on this one i don't know how to like <laughs> put it but i really like yeah. it a lot um i just there's like a comedy style to the way he does this one that i find like just lands so perfectly like walk up in your house spitting bars like it's nothing like just off the jump like 
Oh, you think you a good rapper? I'm gonna bust in your house and rap at you. Oh, you think you can stop me? Well, then I'll punch you in the fucking face for interrupting me, and I'm gonna keep rapping at you. <clears throat> and then he keeps a G. And then I like the flow he does when he gets a little tricky there. By G, bitch, I mean glutton. Nobody's expecting you to say glutton in that moment. And then to follow it up, I'm eating up these rappers. So because he's actually destroying everybody, now he's gaining weight, pushing 300. I, I can't help it. I know you heard to lose weight. And then he put pushing 300. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with me. But if it does, I feel mad blessed. They talk shit when they want a verse. And then when you buzz in. And I'm like, interesting line. So I feel like the vampire tactics is a little more grandiose on the industry. Dreams in the witch house is like managing your frustrations, the system, the way people treat you. And then I feel like we kind of drill down into a more anecdotal, personal level on how people are. So it's like as it moves down, it's almost like a, a funnel of focus towards the frustration. And now we've gotten to the point of these rappers that are just fake with you. That just don't treat you proper. So he's going to come through and destroy you as a rapper. You know, like, uh, how many... Sorry, that third verse is fucking ridiculous. When he's like, uh, uh, something about pushing rappers but never push bricks or whatever. It might be in the first verse. I don't know. But I really like the bar. I thought it was really fucking strong. Um, but then you have this random second verse from Eyes Low, which is just the opposite of Scribble. <clears throat> and I think it's brilliant, right? Like, because... Scribble's coming through and just showing the power, the grandiosity of like his, his strength and his whatever, his style. Like also that now yeah. do the dishes, you a bitch, so you should clean. I really like that part too. It's a little sexist, but I like it a lot. It's it's well delivered. Um, the chorus slaps in, fuck what you heard, whatever. If you got a problem because you lazy, you regret it. Oh, it's that's right. It's in the chorus. Everybody talk, mate. No one done shit. Everybody dealing, no one moving bricks. That's like a strong statement. There's a lot of people out there who kind of present images and, and try to be whatever, whatever. Like, I had a conversation with somebody, and they were like, bro, you know, as a rapper, you got to think about it. You made all these songs, or you popping bottles. So if people see you in the club and you're not popping bottles, then you can't be in the club. So maybe you do live that Use life where you pop. No, but maybe you do go live that life where you pop bottles. But maybe you also can't afford that life. So if you just didn't rap about popping bottles, you could just do some broker shit and move faster, you know? Like like these people create these fantasies and then live up to the expectations that they put on themselves. Like you can just choose what to put in your music. Like you have that power. So Scribble's showing that he chooses other things and then follows it up with this dude that's just like, I'm a nice guy and I love the good vibes. And you're like, you're waiting for it to flip and like hit you and it just it just doesn't. He just makes money on music and keeps you happy and he doesn't want to go to work and you know, he's in these vibes where people can just get high and shit and you're like, the fuck? This is the smartest feature ever for this song to really like sell it in where like nah nah nah. If you think that this shit is like no, nah, you actually like this song on the song level. It doesn't matter what we're saying, we just actually good at this. I'm choosing to say all this shit, you know? And then you get that, like, third verse. Rappers ripped apart, etc. because I'm smashing them. And then describes a bunch of contact shit. He's super hard. He's getting ready. It is what it is. But I like the gunshot lined off to, like, one of the bars in the third verse. It's really good. It's a really strong song. This is one of my favorites on the album. I think it's just so clever. And he delivers it so well. I'm going to give it a five. This is a real, real smash of a tune. Nice. I enjoy it a lot. And uh, good job, eyes low. Makes me feel like you mad stoned. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the second half of the project, starting with 
the man who fell from the sky. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, it's great. Like, it's like a whole, like, heist hijacking type situation. And it's just kind of like, like, I don't know if I could necessarily see him with, like, a, a briefcase and, like, the glasses and, like, a suit, like, like that kind of a criminal. But, like, he's definitely, like, you know, he gives, like, that, like, I don't know. I don't even know. Vibe of like, you know, he's up to no good. And um, anyways, I think it's cool. Uh, so it starts off with like airplane sounds kind of mixed in with like a rainstorm. Um, and like the beat was okay, but not necessarily like my favorite. It's sort of like a kind of a creepy song, but at the same time, like he's, it's a full story and he's telling you exactly like, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is his plan. This is what he does. He's going to like, you know, get like the parachute so he can jump out of the plane after he gets the money. And it's pretty smart because like, I mean, you know, you know, the popo is going to be around if he like shows up and like tries to like catch on to like different flights and get away from everybody. Um, he just wants to like get away from everybody by jumping out of the sky in his parachute and take you know all the money and it turns out that the bomb was fake and he's just doing it to get like money and um like that's kind of what it is like it's it's a cool story um and like you know that he just wants to like keep on living like kind of even after like you know maybe he dies he doesn't know what's gonna happen he just kind of disappears poof out the out the plane um mm -hmm. But, like, you know, he plans to buy, like, a cabin on the lake. Like, how, like, innocent and, like, sweet is that? Um, who doesn't want a cabin on the lake? Um, and then at the end, we have, like, a, a recording of, like, news anchors talking about, like, this, like, plane hijack and how he was a master, must have been a master criminal based off of, like, everything that he did. So, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. I gave it a 4.5 on 5. What do you think? So, this whole song, I took a little different. And I'll tell you why. So I heard this shit and I said, I know exactly what this is. Once upon a time, Scribble hit me up and asked me if I had ever heard of D.B. Cooper. Because he found the greatest podcast. It's this true crime podcast that explored Oh, I feel like I've heard of him. And he just, I swear, he spent like a month to six weeks straight trying to get me to listen to this podcast and i'm like i'm sorry my guy i just do not have the fortitude of being able to do this at this time in my life i'm super sorry and he's like fair enough i just try to get everybody to listen to this guy i want everybody to know the story i just think it's so fucking interesting and then if you uh pay attention to verse two military oh. man alias dan cooper and then you google dan cooper you're yeah like, oh shit and he he went from portland to seattle and so basically scribble told the story of d fucking v cooper and i know why he did this because i'm sure everyone acted like me and didn't give a shit to the extent that scribble wanted people to give a shit and so he wrote this bless ass storytelling song but if you think about keep it moving the previous track on top of that one of the things he says is, you know, people can't do it like we do. You know, like we, we're actually really good at this in a way where people have to do some fake shit. So to follow that up, he just writes a song about something he's so passionate about that's so niche that frankly nobody else wrote this song. Like nobody else <laughs> wrote a hip hop song about Dan Cooper in their life. But only Scribble could because only Scribble gave a fuck that much type thing. 
I mean, it's cool though. That is another. It's sort of like him taking on like the persona of like Bebe Cooper. Mm. It's kind of like, like what Aesop Rock did on that next album, Malibu Ken, when he was super fascinated with that dude who got, did a bunch of bath salts and killed people or whatever. And it's like when you get fascinated with something so much and it's like nobody else cares, what can you do? Well, Scribble can write a song that will educate the people about it. Now it's like I'm like, fuck, I feel like I should go listen to this stupid-ass podcast just because I heard this song. and. Yes, it you is. You already know the whole story. But the thing is, is nobody knows what happened to him after. That's why it ends like that. Jumped into the storm like a ghost in the wind and I'm gone. So it's basically this big mystery is who is this guy? Nobody knows. They just know the fake name, T.B. Cooper. You know, Dan Cooper. It's not the real name. So nobody knows who this guy is. And that's why it's a bit. Anyway, I know how I know this. I got a lot of voice messages from Scribble telling me all about what I'm describing to you right now. I swear <laughs> he was really passionate about it. But I think this is one of the better songs on the album too. But as far as placement goes, as far as moving the story along, it's like really effectively done. So I'm going to give it a 4.75. It's really strong. It's an interesting tale. The The storytelling is really good. And it's like the first like story storytelling song, you know, like there's no jokes here or anything. It's just nah. I know yep. enough about this dude to wrap this man's story at you. And I like that a lot. And it's also such a cool transition. Like, keep it moving, right? Like, that's like almost like the end of this, like, violent, rapidy rap shit. I had to throw it on the album, show him I'm still hard. Let me show you what I really care about now. Like, what a flex. Like, that's some flexes where I don't think most people would catch the nuances on. But this was my privileged information on Scribble that let me like see what he did with this one fucking song. And I'm so grateful that I caught that. Otherwise, he may have been annoyed with me. Um, anyhow, it's cool. And I'm feeling better than ever. Um, it's, uh, it's good. I like the sound of this one. Um, and like he's just kind of like talking about, um, you know, his kid and like how he's gonna keep on thriving how he's gonna, you know he's just gonna kind of do his thing um i i definitely noticed and liked how scribble was kind of like singing on like the chorus i thought that was cool because it's not necessarily something that you hear all that often um and just sort of like you know even though things have changed he's still gonna kick ass and that's just who he is and what he's gonna do so i like this one it was simple it wasn't um like too like complicated it had like a really nice flow it was kind of it was more positive and uplifting and uh yeah i gave it a 4.5 on 5 i like this one i like it too i feel like the i noticed like when i was first listening to the project that like the second half of the album had like a different tone on it right it, it, it like it flips a little bit it's less aggressive almost uh, and we start mm -hmm. to see that a bit here not to say that the whole album is aggressive but like we just had that aggressive patch and then you get the man who fell from the sky which almost serves as like this little interlude almost like scribble stopped to listen to a podcast episode and he felt better after <clears throat> i'm just gonna say i'm pretty sure I'm, that that guy died when he jumped out of the plane yeah that's not what they say because it was a podcast uh anyway so then we are not alone uh, sorry better than ever kicks in and we're back on the story of scribble after the podcast his head's cleared he's a little older now i feel like in the mind we're more like in the present day instead of looking at the past and it's like this self-awareness of where he's at in the world and this understanding what's happened got him to where he is today 
Um, but also, like, I guess I've always been a victim of my own pain, his pain being a subject to this whole project that we've been exploring, you know? The psychoemnist, I've been soaking in my own shame, which I feel like the first whole part of this project is what he was doing. And then it's almost like he's even just acknowledging it here so that we can, like, move on through it and just kind of, like, be okay with it, you know? Uh, and I really like it a lot. I don't have more to comment. Like you said, it's, like, super simple. His delivery is aight. The chorus is really nice. Um, I, I feel like he's just kind of coming to terms with who he is, where he fits into the picture. I like the chorus. He's featured on my homeboy uh, Chemo's song. On Chemo's song, he criticized rappers who singing on this and singing on that. And then Scribble's singing on this. And I like to sing on that. Anyway, I'm just saying. I'm having a little fun there for you, Chemo, if you actually watch this. Um, anyway, uh, I really do appreciate this track a lot. And then M Meist, I don't know how to say that. He comes through. I enjoy his verse. I feel like it's his own version of it. Um, I feel like they both just want to like take their musics and the pain and the different experiences that they've had and and take that energy and move it like forward. I seriously wish the line "sicker than vaccines in 2021" was not on this project because it just dates the fucking album. Like it's the it's like that one lyric popped out at me and i'm like no there were no lyrics like that and then this lyric came on and it's not <laughs> like it's a bad line but man come on i guarantee you if i google lyrics that like we'll find that exact you know like and i'm not trying to be a shithead i just i just wish that one lyric wasn't here on this this <laughs> whole album because we had a previously album is not dated moment and now you know exactly when this came like you even if it was in 2020 you knew it's around covid because of that lyric it's never going to be relevant in the future and on top of yeah. that it's like literally says in 2021 i know i'm being nitpicky i just i think it's one of those things people should think about um, that's why I stopped it. Otherwise, yo, it's a really brilliant verse. It's super uplifting. I like the honesty, the exposure, and how, like, you know, it takes the pain and uses it to move everything forward. Um, chorus kicks back in. It's nice. I'm going to give it a 4.35 on 5. Compared to all the other songs, I like it less, but it's still, like, a really, really great song. Everybody delivers what they're supposed to do. But, like, yo, come on. Just followed the man who fell from the sky. Like, anything following that was going to be in for a hard time because that's how it works when you listen to an album the song before it the song after it they all play into your feelings towards it um truth is though the bunny how do you feel about um we are not alone um well i think that this one is um you know obviously like you know we have like the fighting at the beginning and like the woman uh you know yelling like you have no family and there's obviously like a guy there and like he's you know there's some shit going on and um i you know this is for the people who are having a hard time like with their family and like for like the kids that get beat up and like you know how they probably feel alone but like to like kind of remind kids like that, you know, and anybody who suffered adults or whatever um, is, you know, that you're not alone. Like the shit unfortunately does happen. And, um, you know, that he saw his mother like with, you know, kind of covered in blood. So uh, I can imagine that would be pretty horrific to see that. And talking about like how, you know, his mother was obviously in like a, a, an abusive relationship. So, I mean, it's like a really good, honest, um, 
like message like for people especially like you know people who are in like a similar type of a situation that he was and that are kind of dealing with a lot of shit and just like a reminder that yes that this does happen but like you're not alone like you know everybody's angry like you know and he's and he can kind of be like angry with you like you know and that there's like kind of like that unfortunate togetherness that brings them together um so yeah another good one i gave this one another 4.515 nah for real this is dope because if you go back to that saying about keep it moving like that was the end it was like we got enough of this let's keep it moving let's show you that we can actually do all this other shit and then it's really like backing it up i was like i knew i'd heard the name aether hayes before and then i realized it was on scribble's other mm -hmm. project so that's how i knew the name so i don't really know them okay. from anything other than scribble <clears throat> but that it's chorus is really strong like it just shows like, yo, no, this is where we're at now. We're on this like unity. We went through shit. Let's bond together. Let's grow up. It's got this chanty anthemic feel to it. This is like clearly like I would argue this is your radio single on this album. This is that like safe video. This is the one to like get the kids on board and shit. So I really I really like it a lot. I like it. Yeah. It has this Well, I think it is like very cinematic and like just like how, what he's talking about and like you can kind of see the story that's happening. But um basically, yeah. I just feel like it's got this strong power to it. The the chorus is uh, sorry, the verse that scribble delivers is I it kind of reiterates some of the earlier themes, remembering back on it, just kind of letting you know again that this is where he's at. He had to go through this. He had to endure these things. But at this point in the album, you kind of feel differently on the topic. You've gone through some of the pain with him. You've seen some of the growth in him. You've seen like just kind of more of who he is. So when you get to this, you're like, okay, like, yeah, it's, it's hard, but like, it's like we're better now. We can handle it stronger because of that chorus it just shows that like yes these things exist but like you can you can manage it and then bringing right. in aether to sing out that that next verse and bring that whole other energy that more almost gentler tone to everything while still keeping the same kind of content the same kind of pain the same kind of everything it's almost like it's not just rappers it's everyone and it's like to exemplify that point it's like let me bring on this singer let me show you how universal this is let me show you how everyone gets to that point it's a really cool song i really enjoy listening to it i think the beat's like super big it's super nice shout out pragmatic beats for making that happen he doesn't get like a cool cut off the verse shout out on this one but it's still an excellent track uh i'm gonna give it a four and a half on five it is it is absolutely more on the poppier end than i would like to listen to but its purpose and its placement on this album is like really excellent and partly because of that it gets the 4.5 um Anyway, let's move on to a song that on April 30th is absolutely perfectly timed, according to Bonnie, Halloween Apples. Um, how do you feel about this song? Um, well, it's clearly a, like a Halloween-y, creepy kind of a song, which, like, I don't know, like made me feel like, you know, like you said at the, at the beginning, like that, you know, I, I feel like maybe it's not necessarily appropriate for like April. <laughs> it definitely feels more like a, a fall like october vibe but i mean whatever it's released now you can just put it on in october but whatever um so it's perfect for that um so he's gonna shoot apples for you and then like i was like mm, i'm pretty sure that this is like a code for bullets or something but i've never heard Funny. that but i like it as is but, i mean also said, every day is halloween yeah 
And I mean, honestly, it hurts when an apple hits you in the head. So I would imagine that, you know, it's that same sort of idea. Um, and then at the end, we get like that plow from like scribble and, you know, and then gunshots. And then it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's clearly what these apples are. And like his, like the spitting on this is like super hard, super quick. It's like really like tight. It's like, I really like how this like comes out. Um, and it definitely gives you, like I said, that Halloween-y, creepy, dark, like kind of like a, like the cover, like, you know, if they're like wandering through like the forest or whatever, like that, you know, like where the kids are playing. And it sort of goes back to like, you know, kids, you know, do like the bobbing for apples mm. at Halloween. So it's like a different sort of like thing that you think of, but like what he's talking about is something very different. Um, and like I said, I think that this is really cool. It's nice. Uh, it'll be nice for like Halloween. So I give this a 4.5. It's good. It's creepy. I like it. I have no idea how this fits into the story that I was crafting. It's like we get to this part and I'm like, what? Um, like, I don't know. I don't know where it goes. Like, it's just like we are not alone to this. I mean, the best I can give you is he's not alone on this. And they're like banding together through this shit. And because every yeah, day is kind of like, hard, I said, like, like kind of the creepy little kids. I get it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing the point on this one, but I just feel like sometimes when you have like this cool narrative going in your mind and when you get to this track where you're like, wait, this just breaks my whole theory apart. Damn. But it's a good song. It's really fun. It's uh, I like the first verse. I'm not sure who Damien Crypt is, but I enjoyed the verse. Uh, I like the way he spits. I like how he goes from like, yo, Gothic Chicks is Halloween. Let's get it. I got this fetish for it. And I'm like, yo, I really like that whole first part. I like how he just kind of takes Halloween in this like kind of every part of it he's just into. And then, you know, kind of drops the the more horror lace things. Uh, he's hired because I'm unstoppable. Something like a tsunami. Go ahead, bro. Run to your mommy and tell her I'm back. They only hate me because I'm goth, bitch. Suck on a sack. And I like that because it ties into the beginning. I don't know. It's really enjoyable. Um, but like, I'm like, I don't know. There's not much to think about here. It's just enjoyable. I don't know if that makes sense. The the chorus is too. Like, it's fun. It just kind of comes through. Scribble. Yeah has like now he's not alone so i guess that kind of comes in so now he's got the hard bars with a lot of squad elements to it um he's kind of reinvented himself it sounds like he's having a bit of a wild night having a good time with it and then self-titled has this amazing verse it it really is but honestly he had like my favorite line that popped out at me from a first listen and every time it just makes me giggle the day will come that your album drops true but it'll be the day Dr. Dre drops Detox too. And I'm like, that is the funniest shit ever because Detox ain't ever coming. You know, that's that's why it's fun. Anyway, I really enjoyed that a lot. I think his verse just sounded so crisp and this whole song sounds so good. But it a little bit feels like Scribble had this song and it sounded so good and he put it here because he didn't know where else to put it. Is my only feelings on it. I might be wrong. But that was my feelings on the on the sequencing in it. But the song's also too good to not have. So like I totally get the conundrum that you're in in this moment. Um yep. I'm gonna have a four and a half on five. It's a really cool track. Let's move on to Beyond the Black Rainbow. Um, I think it's uh good. Um so he starts off and he's kind of like waking up, he's high on acid still a little bit. Um, and just kind of like talking about that you know he's still you know he's still struggling but he's still 
he knows like his goal, he knows his purpose. Um, and you know, he's going to keep fighting and it's just sort of like another one of those songs that kind of reminds you like that, like no matter how like, you know, shitty things are and like no matter how bad things seem and like they're, you know, like almost never ending, um, that things do get better. Like yeah, that, you know, like all of them, like especially like the kids that were like beat and like, you know, like the the black eyed children, essentially they come together and, you know, they, they do, you know, kind of guide each other to the light, I'm guessing. I think that that's kind of what it is. Um, you know, especially like this is, you know, more towards like the end of the album. So like, I think that's what it is. Like, you know, the people are still like hiding their pain. Um, but, you know, he's kind of talking about like beyond the black rainbow is delight. And that's how it ends. And like, that's kind of like the hardest hitting line I found. So it's just kind of like, that's the message of this song. And I like that because, you know, even though like, you know, I think that he's kind of, you know, still feels blue sometimes, you know, here and there, he knows that happiness is going to happen. And that's just the inevitable. Um, so I like this one. It was very good. I, I like the outcome of the story in this one, or like, you know, kind of like what's being taught in this one. So I like this one, another 4.5 on five for me. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I feel like the song's more instructional a bit. So it's almost like recapping the album in a sense, like in the beginning, we yeah. get that sense he's waking up again, thinking back on it, looking on his life, you know, but almost from like a different analytical point of view, almost like he's diagnosing shit at this point. You know, you get that with stuff like degraded, enslaved, tamed to hate, racing deep in the heart of man. We all chase it. We try to bury the burden we carry always. The brain is leaking. They're bleeding me from the crossways, you know, and then he has that uh, God bar where he's like, he tries to pray, tries to stay focused, but he gets lost. Bum. Yeah. Just on his rapping, this is very rhyme centric. He's doing a lot of little tricky things with the flow to keep it alive. The beat's super simple. It's really about like you're supposed to focus on him, I think, and just listen to the way he raps it out and hear what he's got to say. And you get that chorus, which is uplifting, which is very similar to the verse. He's not trying to go super versatile with this one, it's just a constant flow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a little different, but it's not like super different. Um, and it's just kind of saying like beyond the black rainbow, the soul can get bright. It's like you can get past the darkness to like brighter points, but uh, points in the future. But then you get to the second verse where he sets off on his his journey, and he realizes that all these situations around him, everyone's kind of like going from hurt victim to aggressor and repeating these cycles and creating this this system of hatred all around them. And then it's like you get to that end of the verse where it's like when you shout out to the bone from the past that you know and you can't understand why your family left the fold alone for so long until the bitterness grows and explodes, you take it out on anybody close. So he's identifying how <coughs> you get to this part where you treat the people around you so poorly and all of this stuff. And then it's like in that third verse, it's like, no, nah, that was me I'm talking about. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about me again. But let me tell you what happened next where I changed that. And then I realized all these different things that I can take the struggle and the pain and move in a different direction than I previously was at with it. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool. It's a, it's a, like another way to repurpose that core content, but use it differently to move the story along, which is again, why I'm like, I don't know how Halloween apples fits in and shit, but still I enjoy it. <laughs> I like beyond the black rainbow. Um, It's, it's not like, one of my go-to sonically but i really like it so i'm gonna give it a 4.35 but it's still a good song uh okay. next up is wreck the system all right bonnie how do you feel about this one 
Um, this one is like, I don't know. It's cool. It has like a nice um, kind of like jazzy beat mixed with like harder sounds. And we have like the raw, the, the ROC and Mr. Dibs. Um, and like, you know, he's talking about like LA and Detroit. So I like that. There's sort of like these like collabs that are happening like all over this album. And I think that that's really cool, especially from like different like cities and stuff. Um, so this was another one that I found was like really like easy to listen to, like just kind of like floated through and like I kind of got lost in it like a couple of times. I was like, wait, it's over. And I had to listen to it again. And I'm like, did I, did I even hear it? Like, like it just like was so easy to listen to. Mm. Um, but I just kind of like got lost in the sound. So I like this one. It's uh, nice and smooth. It's uh, jazzy and um, it's good. Uh, and Scribble is like great on it, obviously. And uh, 4.4 on 5 for me. I mean, it features the ROC, who's very lovely, and it has Mr. Dibs on it, who does excellent work. Yo, the end of this track is stellar. Yeah. It's like a stellar beat explosion into this whole different vibe, and <clears throat> this plays out for like a good minute, and it's just super enjoyable. The verses is kind of like a back and forth between Scribble and the ROC, which is a really cool feature. That one's a cool mm -hmm. feature. Um, I admit it. Um, And I like how the verses are just kind of like, you know grandiose mcs flexing what they're gonna be yeah. but they're like really good like it's really just a strong song like hyper with the steel on, on the right hook my mic up feed on mcs like disease that's my lifeblood my stamina unsurpassed blast you and your manager you know it's just got like this whole like energy to it this swag this this vibe that i get into it's not like i don't know i feel like for bars like this they just are what they are and they're just really well done i feel like they're not boring there's like a, a degree of continuity of energy that sh that's proper um the yeah. flows are nice to deliver to mostly it's the delivery that's really good like they deliver it really proper it's perfectly done i like it a lot i'm gonna give this track a five on five it is really easy to oh. listen to this shit it is a great beat but like you also like i don't know i don't feel like thinking on this one which is cool because you think on a lot of the other ones so it's good to have a, a track like that on your project it doesn't yeah. sound like any of the other ones. It's it's really well made. Um, yeah. I have more to say on it. So pass the green. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about this one? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it is what it is, right? So we have like a, a bong sound uh, bubbling sort of like at the beginning. And like this is just like the weed track. This is just like his friends. We've got uh, Chucky Chuck, Brain Dead, and Dopehead Dan on this one. Um, with scribble and like so it's just like a posse cut they're all hot they're all having fun they don't like the popo because i mean really who does and um it's just like a light fun way to end like a an album that was kind of like you know touched on like some difficult and hard you know and dark thoughts and feelings and like issues so i think that this is kind of like his like escape now like like this is not like it's just kind of like for fun it's easy and um you know it's it's a decent weed track so <laughs> i give it a 4.35 on five it's like for me i'm left with this is how we end this is the last <laughs> song on the album i mean i guess you go through the whole situation you have all your your, your experiences and shit, and i guess that's how you end the day you you get high yeah. I guess that's like the realest shit. I suppose that's that's realer than a lot of other grandiose fucking endings. This is like how he ends the shit. Um, like it's not. 
I don't really like weed songs that much. Like they're just like I mean, it's one of those subjects where I like one in a hundred does something new with the subject. And this does this is just like a weed song for him and his dude smoking like yo, I piss yeah. THC, don't even doubt me. I'm like, my God, but you I cannot smoke you. That's <laughs> I don't know, like I mean, it's cool. Look, I don't want to shit on the song. Like, Content-wise, it is literally what it is. It is a weed song. Um, the chorus is really nice. I like it a lot. Um, it's fine. I tell the police they can suck on these. A little, a little edge to throw in there. Uh, Scribbles verse is cool. But then he's like, I'm going to roll up my weed in a $100 bill. And I'm like, that sounds like the worst fucking joint in history. You see, that's the problem is I think too much with these weed songs. And you're not supposed to think. You're supposed to be high. But, like, I don't get high like that no more. So, like, it is what it is. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I just, it's a good song. And I love, what I really love, where I really think Scribble does something cool with this weed song is the tapes part where you, just, you can see him reminiscing to, like, when he first got into weed, listening to music and shit. That part was super fucking cool. Doped Dan's all right. He lists some strains to start us off. I know what a train wreck is. I know what OG is. And motherfuckers know the system can't control me. Do I know that? I don't I know. I see this is why I have trouble with these songs. Like, I'm like, I don't know that about you, Dopehead Dan. It's the first time I heard you. Anyway, uh, it causes brain damage. You know, the bomb weed. I guess. Like, yeah. I, does it? If you're a teenager, it does. Anyway, see, this is why you can't. Like, when you write pothead songs like this, like, I don't know. I know weed science so it's like i think about the bars <laughs> it does cause brain damage i suppose but like i mean if you're doing it even if you have really good weed as an adult like i mean i suppose you could use that as a thing but it's a weird flex to me um i don't know without seeds sticky green make my eyes bleed i'm anyway i'm, I'm gonna stop i like the ditc shutout. i like the that part at the end was really 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 good but yeah, like this sounds a four, a four on five. Um, it really doesn't do a lot to stand out to me except for that little part where Scribble yeah. raps about being high and like reminiscing and shit. Otherwise, it's just, I don't know. It's just another weed song. And like, honestly, if like no rapper ever made a weed song again, like I would be really okay with that. Like, there's always going to be like and i get it a lot of people are like but bro i want to write my weed song and i'm like do your thing Hmm. but then the challenge is how do you add to the collective of weed songs that's like saying like how do you write another love song how do you write another like sad song i don't know know. people do it all the time and it's not like quite the same with weed songs but maybe it's just like i'm i don't i don't know like i hear the weed song and like I'm like, but like, I hear like, I don't know. I feel like the difference is is people write these love songs from this like emotional place of like expressiveness. So they often Mm -hmm. come at it. A lot of the bars in this track, I feel like are, are okay. They're just like puns on the subject or and when the way that yeah, they I'm get not saying like this is like uh you know brand new stuff here but like you know it's enjoyable it's fun you, you know he's hanging out with his buddies getting high and he put it into a song version of it I don't know. yeah that's what i mean like 
I mean, I get everything, but like, I can't help it. These songs all make me think. And when you think about weed songs, it goes in weird directions. So it's not really anything other than me. It's nothing against the song. The song, I'm sure, is super lovely. Um, I mean, it is a good song. It's easy to listen to. But I was just left like, man, this is the strangest place to end the album. But I'm just being real. Okay, that's what I'm doing here. Right? Yeah. Y'all don't have to agree with me. Y'all can just be like, okay with it. I'll still stand by my... Like, if we add to the lexicon of weed tracks, we should... I don't know, man. Like, write stories about how weed hit your life personally rather than grandiose shit that sounds like... Like, I don't know. Like, just having fun. But I think it's also, like, you know, it's just to, like, end it on, a, like, a lighter, easier you note. Know what it is? It's the going hard over weed. Like, when you're trying to outflex it, like, I outweed you. I'm like, that's where it's like, that's kind of weird. Scribbles versus I, actually, because it's not that. The other two verses are a lot of, we, we, like, but Scribbles verse does have, like, this, like, sense of, like, well, even the first has a little grandiosity, you know, get high, go to the moon, whatever, but, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those topics I'm super nuanced on, so it takes a lot to impress me with it. Probably. Um, anyhow, it is what it is. Um, that That's my thoughts on the end of the weed song. So we can wrap up and talk about the album as a whole because I love the album as a whole. And if you just came in, and this is not my feelings on the rest of the album. It's just this one song. Uh, but what do you think about the album as a whole? Um, I thought it was, you know, pretty good. Um, I gave it a 4.49 on 5, so that's like... Mm. It's like a smidge under 90%, but I'm just going to say 90%. And that's pretty damn good if anybody knows me and my grade giver giving. Um, I do agree with you in the fact that, like, like maybe, like, there were some, like, tracks that felt a little disjointed, like, as, like, for, like, the whole theme of, like, the album. Um, but, like, you know, and same sort of thing, like, you know, how it ended. And, you know, I know you didn't like the ending song, but, like, you know, and maybe it doesn't necessarily like fit like the the like the narrative of like the whole overarching song uh, theme, but I mean, it's fine. I mean, for the most part, it does its job. He's able to talk about a lot of like issues that were like bothering him, and like you know, probably um, you know he wants to relate to others, and uh, you know, kind of like kind of cr create like his own family and like have his own group of people that he you know trusts and relies on and things like that so i mean i thought it was pretty great and it's very scribbly and um it talks about what he knows in his life and um i love his voice and it was uh good times yeah I'm very proud of it i really like that project a lot um i'd give it like a proper like four and a half on five for like a uh, body of work like yeah. it's it's really mostly well sequenced there's a, like y'all heard it there's a couple songs i was like i don't understand its purpose but like the first 10 tracks tell this like super cohesive fucking story that i think is really like powerful and then it like like it's almost as if like the album ends on track 10 and then it's a bunch of bonus tracks is my feelings on like the way that the album plays out but that's just my thoughts there overall you get like 14 unique experiences a lot of versatilities, um, a lot of different stuff. Yeah, there are four extra tracks in the bonus track scribble. They're not out. I was like, we'll just wait till those are more accessible for people to also go listen to her. It'll be like fucking reviewing shit nobody else can hear, and it's weird. Um, which is cool, though, that we have that privilege. But still, uh, I really like the album a lot. I really think it accomplishes its goal of like um, 
making scribble like come off really strong and just feel like a really human and and actually tell like a cohesive story about who he is and like if this is like his first big album so to speak he does a really great job of introducing himself to the world out there and so when the next four tracks are more available to the world uh we'll do the 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 next part with the deluxe tracks so you can have a little bonus thing to look forward to but i really like this album and i would recommend it to people who are in that real hip-hop don't exist crowd because i mean it, it clearly does he's clearly did a lot of throwback stuff on this project to like go back to the roots of what he loves but still make it like content wise something that's super applicable to almost the world of today and i think that's a really cool feat um so yeah that's all i gotta say about this album thank y'all for being here uh watching this thing on the youtube and twitch and wherever else thank you for being a part of it as always um thank you scribble for you know sending it early and adding all the lyrics up that's a thank you for you um i just appreciate it all you know it's the same kind of thing if you're watching in the future you know appreciate you as well make sure to subscribe like comment all that good shit follow special thanks to the patrons is milgan amsey chris prada jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams and scribble they're dope they support what we do if you want to support what we do too, you can check that out at patreon.com slash behind that soup. On that note, it was super fun doing this again with y'all. Take care, everyone. Yeah. Live long and prosper, everybody. Bye, guys.